Welcome to the Ask Dr. Deanna Show. I'm Dr. Deanna Holdren, your host. Join me weekly as I cover various health-related lifestyle medicine topics that you get to request. This show is for anyone who wants to proactively improve their health position. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. I'm excited to be with you today and just to share a little bit of information about intermittent fasting. I've had several questions come in uh, from our listeners about intermittent fasting. And so I thought I would take the time today just to spend, uh, kind of break it down and spend a little bit more time on what exactly that looks like. So for some people, intermittent fasting is a brand new concept. And basically, intermittent fasting is, is where you are cycling between periods of eating and periods of fasting. The simplest form of this, of intermittent fasting, is a 12-hour fast every single night. That is something that I've always encouraged all of my patients to do, no matter what they are dealing with, no matter what disease process, simply because when they fast 12 hours at nighttime, uh, they break their fast in the morning. That's why we call it breakfast. And they basically are making their cells more sensitive to the insulin that they are producing, which basically helps to prevent things like insulin resistance. So I love it when people start with a 12-hour fast. And if you're new to intermittent fasting, that's really what I would encourage you to do. I would encourage you to, to start with that, master the 12-hour fast, and then you can go on from there if that's something that you desire. So a lot of people will do what we call a 16-8 program, which is basically where they are fasting for 16 hours and then they're eating during an eight-hour window. And we call this uh, time-restricted feeding. Sometimes you'll see it called a TRF uh, in the literature, but basically for 16 hours, they're going to fast. So for example, if I have my last meal uh, at 7 p.m., then I may not eat again until, you know, maybe between sometime between 11 and 12 o'clock the next day. I'm basically just going 16 hours and then I will break my fast and at that point uh, start eating and eat for that eight hour window. So, and then some people will further that on and they will do an 18-6 program where they are basically fasting for 18 hours uh, and then eating for six. And I'll explain why uh, in greater detail, why people do that. Uh, But basically what, what, what I want you to know as a listener is that a lot of times people are are stuck on what I call the carbohydrate treadmill. And the carbohydrate treadmill, when you're on that, you're basically not able to burn fat. Um, You're constantly burning carbohydrates from your most recent meal. And typically what happens is about three hours after that, you're hungry again, and you're either getting a snack or you're eating another meal. And what has happened is traditionally, if you look at the uh, American diet, uh, we typically would eat three times a day. Um, That has turned into six six times a day, six meals a day, because people will eat, they will have a large snack, they will eat a meal, they will have another large snack, eat a meal, and then yet another large snack. And so what has happened is um, they're constantly putting carbohydrates in and it basically has them on this carbohydrate treadmill where you are constantly craving. So we want to move to fat burning instead of just sugar burning or carbohydrate burning. 
And the best way to do that is to implement some fasting. Uh, so first of all, to burn fat, we have to exhaust the body of its glucose stores. We all store glucose. When we're fasting, the benefits of fasting, we'll see an increase in our metabolism. We will see decrease in inflammation. We also will see an improvement in cognitive function. So those are some of the benefits of fasting, um, not to mention uh, that it is a very, very effective tool for weight loss. And right now it's January. Uh, everybody is all about weight loss and basically getting ready for uh, spring break and and all of that. So so this is a perfect time to kind of implement um, some intermittent fasting. So I want to take you through kind of what happens from the start when somebody's fasting. The first um, zero to three hours. Um, that is the, the, the body basically is, um, in the process of ingesting and storing the last meal that you ate. Uh, so that's what's going on for the first zero to three hours. So imagine at that three hour mark, okay, you just ingested and stored your body just finished storing that meal and then you eat again. And now it has to do it all over. You can see that that would be very, very inefficient. Um, then when you move from the four to 24 hour mark, um, your, your body go, becomes catabolic and it's in the process of breaking down. It's at this point that we see things like gluconeogenesis happening. And gluconeogenesis is basically just the way that your body makes glucose from non-carbohydrate sources like fat, uh, like ketones and amino acids. So it's basically going to go to other places of the body, pull that and turn that into um, glucose for your body to be able to use. When you look at the stages of fasting, sometimes people will talk about the various stages. And one of the things that I love is that after about the 16 hour mark, you actually start a process called autophagy. And autophagy is what I like to call cellular renewal, cellular detox. It's a cellular cleaning that takes place and it's very, very healthy for your body. So when you look at fasting, you know, again, I always tell everybody, you know, start out with that basic, um, you know, 12 hours a night, get that down. And then if you want to move to the 16, uh, you know, try moving that. And, and it's not something that you do every day. Um, you know, some people uh, will fast for longer periods. We There are some people, when you look at intermittent fasting, you know, I gave you two very general guidelines that people use, but sometimes people will go, you know, they'll fast for 24 hours and then not fast at all the next day. So you see some of that with intermittent fasting as well. Um, I'm more, uh, more of a scheduled person. And so I actually prefer the 16-8 plan. Uh, and, and typically with the 16-8 plan, I generally will eat two meals a day uh, with that. Uh, and then I drink plenty of water. Um, that's something that's very, very important. Um, when you are fasting, you want to make sure that you are getting plenty of water uh, in your system as well. That helps uh, with the whole detox process. Uh, it also helps uh, from the standpoint of, of helping you to feel full. Now, you may be wondering, uh, okay, if I start this fast, am I going to be starving? Am I going to be hungry all the time? And uh, the answer is no. Um, you know, when you first start 
a program like this, uh, when you start doing a, say, a 16-8 fast, uh, you may feel hungry um, when you first start that out. But when you learn the right foods uh, to to basically use during the fast, uh, before you start your fast, and then also as you're ending your fast, it makes a huge difference. And what I mean by that is that Oftentimes, um, we are eating, you know, a lot of carbohydrates. Uh, we are not eating uh, the right amount of healthy fats in our diet. We're not eating the right amount of vegetables, things like that. And when you make that transition, um, it has a huge impact and it also helps you to not feel hungry during that time period. So it's not uncommon for me. I'll kind of take you through a typical day and what I like to do. Um, I will generally um, eat my last meal. Sometimes we're late eaters. It just depends. It could be at 7 p.m. It could even be as late as 8 p.m. But I typically will start the clock at that point for my 16-hour fast. So I've had my last meal. And I start my 16-hour fast, which usually takes me into my workday. So as I'm seeing patients in the morning, I generally have had nothing to eat. Uh, I do typically have black coffee in the morning. It's just plain. Uh, I might have, you know, quite a bit of water that I'll drink during that time. And usually around 1130 or 12 is about the time that I've ended my my 16-hour fast. And I will start with usually a, a low-sugar low-carb protein shake. Um, I like, I use a plant-based uh, protein uh, that, that I love. So I will start with that. Um, that typically is not going to have enough fat. I basically just mix my shake with water because I'm at the office and it's super easy to do. Uh, so it's pretty low calorie as well. It's maybe only 120, 130 calories per serving. So that's not quite enough for me to, to count as a meal. So I'm generally going to eat uh, something like a salad. Uh, I might eat one to two cups of vegetables alongside that. Um, that are in some form of a salad that usually has some type of avocado type of dressing. So an avocado oil type of dressing uh, on that. And um, there are, you know, many of those that are available. Um, you can find those at places like Thrive Market and just at your, you know, regular grocery store. Um, just look for healthy options uh, that, that basically have usually an avocado oil, olive oil, uh, that sort of thing. But so that's what I usually break my fast with. And then from there, um, I don't eat again until I'm hungry. Uh, and then I will eat usually my second meal. Uh, I might do repeat that. Okay. I might have another one to two cups of vegetables and another protein shake, or I might eat, you know, some kind of, um, you know, salmon, uh, with some roasted vegetables. Again, using kind of a generous amount of uh, avocado oil on those. Uh, I might have, um, you know, some grass fed beef uh, or, you know, some type of fish, chicken, whatever, but always with a lot of vegetables. Um, I always tell my patients that there's a psychology to the plate. Uh, so many times, so many of us are accustomed to seeing three things on the plate. And uh, for a lot of people, when they are learning how to carb restrict, which is really what we're doing here, um, when you're carb restricting, uh, you know, you're not having a potato or the French fries or, you know, the rice or whatever, because that's too high in carbohydrate. So typically, um, what I recommend is that you still have those three things on the plate. So for example, whatever your protein is, uh, and then you might have um, two 
different types of vegetables, uh, maybe even three types of vegetables. And and basically, that is very satisfying because it still fills the plate. Uh, you've got, you know, your fantastic vegetables, uh, broccoli, cauliflower, um, you know, Brussels sprouts, asparagus, um, all of the yummy things. And, you know, for most people, they are satisfied with that, right? Especially if you have included some fat in it. And so, you know, a lot of times it's easy to to make that meal and, and basically not uh, include enough of the avocado oil. But if you're doing more of a keto style with the intermittent fasting, that's that's really something that you would want to do is make sure that you have that. And so that's typically what I do. And then on top of that, I'm going to have, you know, the, uh, you know, a, a, good, a generous amount of water during the day. People always want to know how much water, how much water, that sort of thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people, I typically, uh, I have a large uh, container uh, that is probably, um, I would say it's probably 20 ounces and that's my, you know, favorite water bottle. And I am going to fill that up usually four or five times a day. That's typical for me. I mean, water a lot of times varies depending on the person, um, you know, depending on their body weight, depending on their activity levels, depending on just even the temperature in the room uh, can make a difference in terms of how much water does a person need. And so I make sure I'm getting my water. Uh, I do drink tea throughout the day. I don't put anything in my tea, certainly not any um, sweetener. If if you feel like you need a sweetener for your tea, I'm going to encourage you to use liquid stevia, uh, stevia drops, or you know they even have some some powdered forms of stevia that you can use uh, to sweeten tea. Uh, so I'm typically drinking water. I'm drinking uh, you know tea during the day, uh, and then I also will drink a low calorie um, you know energy drink that I like to have from time to time as well. That is a healthy uh, version of an energy drink. So that's a typical day. For when you look at breaking fast and and basically what do I want to eat, uh, and then you just hit hit the clock again and you start over with another sixteen hours, and uh, it's really not difficult. And and I'm sure you can think of many times that you have been um, maybe just super busy or involved in something, and you just weren't able to eat right away, right? And by the time you were finished doing whatever you were doing, okay, so you essentially were fasting. It was an unplanned fast. And by the time you got, you know, to whatever it was that you're doing, you're probably super hungry and ready to eat, ready to break your fast. But I bet you felt great. I want you to stop and think for a minute. How did you feel at that point in time? Most likely, you felt very energized and, you know, you really could have kept continued going on. Sometimes when people are... Uh, you know, toward the end of their fast, if they start to feel hungry, you know, one of the things I always want people to know is you have entered the fat burning zone. And if you can push through that, like, let's say it's the 14 hour mark, it's not uncommon for people at 14 hours to start to, to feel a little rumbling in their tummy and feel hungry. If you can hold the 16 and wait the 16 hours, you are burning fat for those final two hours, which is incredible uh, because when you're burning that fat, um, you know, it's it's in a sense better than exercise because you are are basically breaking down fat in your body. So that's really the the, the skinny on um, intermittent fasting and how to do it. You know, I always tell everybody, um, you know, that, that it, before starting a program like this, if this is something that you are interested in doing, you really should check check with your doctor, make sure that it's right for you, uh, all of those things uh, before starting something. And then um, 
next week, um, you're going to be super excited. I want you to definitely plug in because we have a very special guest who will be joining us next week. Um, we have um, Patty Shipley, who is a naturopathic RN. She is actually the owner of um, Leaves of Life uh, Functional Medicine Center. And she's going to be talking uh, with us or sharing a little bit about chronic infections that oftentimes um, derail your health. So think things like chronic mold exposure, Lyme disease, uh, maybe Epstein-Barr, things like that. So you definitely will want to plug in to learn more about that. And uh, thank you so much for um, sending in your questions. I loved that we did get questions about intermittent fasting and what a typical day looks like there. And I want you to just continue sending questions in uh, because though that's really how we develop our content. That's where we get our material is basically in, in answering your questions. So thanks so much for joining me today. Have a fantastic day. I hope you enjoyed that episode. For more information, visit me at DeannaHoldren.com. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dr. Deanna Holdren. I really want to hear from you, so message me. I love taking your messages and creating topics from them. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share my show with those who have an interest in health and wellness. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week.